You seem to be ignoring the science behind why it's put into the fridge. And let me clarify for you dumb motherfuckers right here. Here we go. (laughs) You can't compare putting sauce in the fridge to slavery. He then whipped out his wang. (laughs) I didn't didn't fucking proofread this, all right? I'm always a big fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the dump shower. Sorry? You say you haven't done it. Welcome back to Critical Banter, where we take the best bits from your favorite late night shows and pack them into a podcast. On today's episode, we'll be playing Stockholm Syndrome and going over some of your stories on Dob in a Rare Unit. Anyways, wrap of the week is me, Miguel. We've got Kush. Hello, hello. Sen. Nihao. And Rohit. G'day, g'day, boys. Quick update from Liam, who we who wrote in last week, actually. Um, he had some relationship problems with a girl that he was into. Um, he, you know, he asked whether he was in the friend zone or not after revealing some of the conversations that they had. Um, look, he's given us some context behind that relationship problem, all right, which are, which are important to mention now moving forward um, because I guess we've got some new advice to give to Liam. Uh, the backstory behind how he met his current love interest is actually that he dated his best friend previously. Um, so there's that to unpack, but he's, uh, he said, he's also taken our advice and, you know, he told her that he was ready to start our relationship, not our advice. Um, <laughs> my advice, shoot it, shoot. Thank you, Liam, for taking my advice. But she's actually made a PowerPoint <laughs> with 30 plus girls, including their likes and dislikes, hobbies and past relationships. In the final line, he asks, did I lose? So after, you know, he's been like, Hey, I'm actually ready to start a relationship. She's like, no problem. Here's 30 of my mates. <laughs> Detail breakdown. Pre-game analysis on their their personality traits. Um, so we'll ask. We'll answer his first question. Firstly, did he lose? Yes, Liam. I'm I'm sorry to say, buddy, but that is one of the all-time great mugging offs. You, <laughs> you've gone to this girl. You've you've been vulnerable. You've opened up to her, and she's just given you the mother of all Uno reverse cards and giving you 30 <laughs> alternatives. Draw 30 is what you were given. <laughs> Dude, this is not even friend zone. This is like parent zone, like trying to find a match for you. This is, yeah, this is not- Arranged marriage This vibe. is arranged marriage yeah. vibes, 100%. I, I personally think you've lost here, buddy. I think just cut your losses. So, is it a loss though? He has 30 now to pick from instead of one. Okay, that uh, I like it. An optimistic view of it. Uh, a glass half full, but exactly. His the aim of the game here was to try and get that girl, and um, well, he hasn't. So yes, he has lost. May I offer an alternative point? Go on. Like, if you, for example, okay. So first of all, it's not clear. It's not clear whether he's he said I'm ready for a relationship with you or he's just ready for a relationship. I think it's the latter. Uh, and then okay. he, what he's done or what she's done is offered thirty. Now, think about that number for a second and what that represents. <laughs> Three, zero. Exactly. Like, if someone, like, for example, if one of my f- close friends was like, hey, I'm ready for a relationship, you know, Migs, I give you two girls at, ma- at most. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I've known you for 10 years. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Great friends we are. The fact that he's given, the fact that she's given him 30, to me, suggests some sort of overcompensation. No, I, I disagree. There's a, mo- there's a motive. Is that what you're saying? Look, the 30 is 
outrageous. It just feels yeah, like she's it's overcompensating. Out- no, exactly. I, no, I think she's playing it safe. She's like, here's 30. There is no no <laughs> way in hell you're coming back to me. <laughs> yeah, because if you give two, Mike gone back to her. Give 30. He's like, mate, did you fail with 30? What's your problem? Yeah, I'm with Kush on this. I think she's just so repulsed by Liam that she's just thrown <laughs> just shit at the wall and see, see what sticks. <laughs> Liam, let me tell you something. You lost the moment you wrote into us, all right? <laughs> Hey, 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 let's, let's not attack. Let's say, okay, fine, Ro, we'll go with your theory. Let's say all hope is not lost. Let's say the game is still on. How would he recover from this? How can he pivot from this? This is when he sends back a PowerPoint with X's on everyone and with one addition of that love interest at the bottom with a big tick, send it back. So this is the girl that I've chosen. She looks at it. He looks at it. And then Liam writes in next week saying he's got a girlfriend. Do you really think that would work, Ro? In your heart of hearts, do you think that's going to work? No, it'd make a good movie, but... Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's a storyline. I don't think that would work, but I, honestly, look, maybe I am just a, an optimist, but I, I think, look, Liam, I actually don't think you've lost yet. First of all, like Mick said before, you've got 30 girls now. It's a buffet at this point, do you know what I mean? All you can eat. <laughs> all you can eat. <laughs> so, you, you haven't lost in any sense of the word, but even with the girl, I think she's a bit too eager to help you out. It just it just feels too helpful, if I can if I can dare say that. So overanalyze the situation, Liam is what we're saying. Mm. So it's a win win, really. He's either got thirty bites at the cake, or you know he can go back to this girl. Absolutely. I really do feel for Liam here. He's come to us hand in heart, <laughs> and we've given him nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, we gave him advice that didn't work. No, look, all right. Obviously, we our advice would have worked if you know. She was interested. Maybe she wasn't. And I'm just, I'm still saying that she is. Anyways, move on. Uh, we've got another update as well based on last week's episode. We put up the poll on Source and um, frankly, I'm disgusted. Um, I haven't seen a bigger rort in my life. So we put up the poll and I thought it'd be 50 50. You know, I'll be candid here. I thought it'd be 50 50, uh, even though I stand strongly with the pantry side. But all I saw was just blasphemous behavior from our listeners it was 60 40 not even close row thoughts yeah first of all the poll put it up would you rather would you, where would you put your sauce in the fridge or the pantry me and San firmly on the pantry side um kush it seems like where were you yeah look i the way you two you know when i was editing last year you two seemed like you were almost brainwashed by a religion that's that's the way it felt like to me <laughs> thank you, you you seem to be thank you. ignoring the science behind why it's put into the fridge and let me clarify for you dumb motherfuckers right here Here we go. <laughs> there is a reason why you put it in the fridge let's go kush because the less sauce there is the less the more you use the less sauce there is. It means there are less preservatives and when you put it in the fridge, it must be kept so that you can preserve the color, the taste, and the preservatives within. But since you're keeping it in the pantry, you're actually going to lose that eventually. Now, I get it. It's a bit cold. But guess what? Suck it up. Maybe leave it out for a little bit. Chuck it in the microwave for all I care. But don't be idiotic here, boys. It's a simple scientific solution for it. Come on. Argue with science, boys. Come on. All Let's I'm, have it. All I'm, all I'm going to say is this, right? At a certain point in history, the majority thought that you could own people. It doesn't make them right. <laughs> You can't compare putting sauce in the fridge to slavery. I didn't compare it. I didn't compare it. Look, I'm glad we got our title for this episode, but come on. Let's not be stupid here. The winning side in the fridge as it should be. You know, yeah, there's at a point, you know, if you suggested the earth revolved around the sun, they would have burnt you at the stake for witchcraft, you know? (laughs) We're we're just ahead of our time, Sen, is all I'm I'm saying. I, I really like Rose's argument last week about 
where do the restaurants and shopkeepers, like the kebab shop, the boss man, Moe, where does he mm. keep the where does he keep the sauce? They just keep it at the pantry at room temperature. If it's good enough for them, it's good, good the enough for me. That are kept at a cool temperature. Your gimp? Nah, dude. That little humble display thing kebab is maintained shop. at a temperature. If the humble kebab shop keeps the sauce at room temperature, who am I to argue with? <laughs> it's that? not room temperature, Seth. It's not room temperature. Who am I to Look, argue they keep with it. Seth, I've never, I've never seen you so stupid before. Ignoring like, <laughs> the facts. Because eyes closed. Uh, look, I'll continue keeping my sauce in the pantry. Thank you very much. This will not be changing my view at all. All right. So as well, as a little additional update, I guess, we, we talked about Egg Boy last year, who was the 17-year-old kid who smashed an egg over phrasing an- Fraser Anning, who was a racist poli- uh, politician in Australia. And so that guy, his name's Will, Will Connolly. He, he made an Instagram account and he blew up. He got like 200,000 followers, 300,000 followers, but he kind of disappeared for a bit. and then. A couple of weeks ago, he puts up a post on Instagram, and it's a Sun Tzu quote, <laughs> which is, you know, before that, he was posting like no- stuff like a normal 17-year-old would post, and now he's come out with this inspirational Sun Tzu quote, and I'll, I'll read it out to you. So, on the 2nd of September, he posts, all war is based on deception. Sun Tzu, <laughs> the art of war. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. And it just begins. And so... The next post he puts up is about the power of living in the present is essentially unlimited. Mm. And it's, it's just him with a whiteboard drawing up the words, practiced living in the present, anxiety. <laughs> then his next post is struggle, pain, failure equals personal growth. Things mm. happen for you to learn. <laughs> then the next one, the next post is probably my favorite. It's a picture of just a, a guy looking up at a night sky. It's like a silhouette. And then the words are, the real truth unites us. It does not divide us. Will Connolly. <laughs> oh, He's Will. quoted himself. Quoted himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a good quote. He's just said the same thing twice. The real tr- truth unites us. It does not divide us. Mm. Thanks, Will. Yeah. <laughs> The rebrand. I reckon he's just found in a piece, you know. I reckon he's just gone. In. Maybe the social media was too much for him. He couldn't take it. He had to go disappear, take a little uh, social media break for seven days, come back and. But all this, he's found it a piece. Look, I made my turn in seven days. But my question to you guys is, is this the all-time great, one of the all-time great pivots, rebrandings, if you will? Because that is from 16-year-old social media superstar to spiritual guru, you know, to <laughs> yeah. rival Deepak Chopra. <laughs> now, this is, this is outstanding work from him, I have to admit. In the space, like literally every couple of days, he's just putting up random videos of him just drawing on a whiteboard. <laughs> it's such a nonsense. <laughs> People actually buy what he's selling? Yeah, do you think it's a long con maybe? Like, or it's people like you that just like uh, humid by it. Ah, oh, look, all the comments seem to be really um, positive. Like, oh, yeah, really good work, Will. I agree with you. This is really great. So, I don't know. This could be a long con. You never know. He could be just, um, you know, elongating this whole thing and he'll do another 360 later on. Like one of his later... Uh, sorry, <laughs> just, his posts are so ridiculous. Like, the ego. <laughs> you have the power to expand your consciousness and broaden your awareness. Get that ego into balance. Mm. What does that mean? What literally does that even mean? I think I think the question a question that I have just instinctively is like, when is it okay to call yourself like a life coach or like a motivational speaker? Do you know what I mean? Like, is there a, a level of trauma that you need to go through to, to call yourself that? Well, you call yourself that on Instagram, don't you? Right? <laughs> that is true, but I do speak. Last so. week you called yourself the love guru, so <laughs> I think you're answering your own question. Uh, I'm just I'm just curious because like I, I call a lot of people uh, like for my job, right? And then a lot of companies, um, for example, 
uh, yeah, inspirational speakers and like motivational speakers. And I literally was on this website last week where this guy genuinely slipped and fell, broke like three bones, his shin, his arm, and then his other leg. And then he's done a rebrand and pivot. And now he's a motivational speaker speaking about adversity and how to overcome it. That I kind of understand though. Like, obviously, I still think it's nonsense. That's but why. <laughs> he went through something that was life-changing. What has old Willie done? He broke three bones playing <laughs> local soccer. Is that, the, is that adversity, sir? He overcame it, didn't he? I don't know. I, I think it's a little bit delusional. I, I don't know. Like, a little, there's a little part of me thinks it's a bit... And don't let my Instagram, my own Instagram, <laughs> take away from this main point that I'm going to make. <laughs> but isn't it a bit like, I guess... I guess up yourself to call yourself a life coach. Do you know what I mean? Well, right, going off that, like going off the fact that there's broken bones, is there a, like you're saying, is there a level? So do you have to break a certain amount of bones for you to be known as a life guru or at least attain that level of life guru? Are we saying 10 broken bones? What are we saying? I'd say at least your back. You know, I'd say at least. Well, you, know, you need paralysis. It's got to be life-threatening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's got to be life-threatening for sure. It's got to actually survive something, I think, is the, the mm. bare minimum. You need to have the fear of God instilled in you, I think. Are we gatekeeping motivational speaking, boys? Is that what's happening? I do think anyone can be a motivational speaker. So, like, I don't know. Will, I just checked. Will's got 377,000 followers. So, I think that's mm. probably your benchmark, right? You need at least, you need a hefty Instagram following. Mm. But speaking of rebrands, one of the great rebrands, Robert Downey Jr. from Battle Drug Addict to Movie Superstar. That's another, that's a good one. I think he went from superstar to addict and then back to superstar. So, it's more of a yo-yo, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a pendulum. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think where I stand on life coaches, yeah, definitely at least life threatening is where is where I set the bar. All right, Will, if you're listening, um, get hit by a bus, buddy. You know, before you come <laughs> back here to trying to preach to us. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys, we're bringing back Stockholm Syndrome. Haven't played this fun in a while. And if you haven't played before, uh, I basically have a couple of items. Um, they're either from Ikea or in light of the NBA Finals, NBA players. So you guys got to decide um, whether they're Ikea furniture or NBA players from Sweden. So first one, Raklev. Is it a wool yarn woven into the natural jute rug to add color and personality? Handmade by skillful craftspeople with... Good working conditions and fair wages at organized weaving <laughs> centers in India and Bangladesh. Or is it an NBA star nicknamed the Iceman who claims he owns the NBA record for points in a quarter with 33, sorry, three points in a quarter with 33 when the three-point line did not exist? That pronunciation was so aggressive. Yeah, I wasn't sure it was Swedish or Italian for a second. Raklev. What are we thinking, fellas? I have not heard an NBA player near the name of of that. Yeah, I've never heard a play like that either. But wait, what was that little disclaimer you gave about fair? What was it? It was a, yeah. So the, the, if it's a IKEA, you know, it's a yarn. It's a made in Bangladesh and India with fair working uh, conditions and good wages. Do we believe that for one second? It sounds unrealistic in today's climate. All right, let's go for basketball then. <laughs> not, I don't know whether, whether he was leading. That's yeah, definitely where I was leading. I think we're going to say the IKEA thingy, right? Think about just think about the um. The Stop with these red herrings you give that. every single time. No, let the I don't speak. like them. Let the man speak. What is he going to say? The, the three-point line wasn't invented yet. Would you know all the NBA players before there was a three-point line? Uh, he's got a good point. 
I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure you're given all the facts. You know. <laughs> I don't know. I have no clue, fellas. This. <laughs> we'll, we'll get fine. We'll go with Kush then. We'll go with the NBA player. <laughs> it's an NBA player, bro. It's not. It is the Wu Yan with fair working conditions, Raklev. <laughs> It cannot be a basketball player named Reckler. I don't know why you guys went with that. <laughs> why did you say it? <laughs> You're the it. one who brought it up. Can we mute this man? <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one. Bertrod. Is it an oven with top and bottom heating? Uh, it is ideal for cooking dishes with a crispy finish and for slow cooking of casseroles. Or is it solitary MVP and five-time All-Star who played with the <laughs> Buffalo Braves for a cameo with the pre-Larry Bird Celtics in the late 70s? Does Rohit have the facilities to come up with that yarn about pre-Larry Bird Celtics? I don't know where he got the descriptions from. <laughs> Ikea. They're, they're, they're all some description of some Ikea item. <laughs> okay, no, I believe that. But what about the, the basketball players? Where did you get those descriptions from? Like for the last one, for example. His name was George Jervin, was the Iceman. <laughs> Uh, no, so he's getting other NBA players and smart. Sorry, give us the description of the oven again. So, yeah, you know, beautiful oven, um, top and bottom heating, <laughs> ideal for cooking dishes with a crispy finish and, you know, if you so please, slow cooking of casserole. So, very versatile. If we so please. Can we pivot ourselves the name? for an IKEA sponsorship here? Bertrod is the name. Bertrod. Doesn't sound like a player. Ryan Bertrand. <laughs> uh, that's a Premier League a player. player. I think we'll say this stupid oven then. Kush, thoughts, opinions? <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's just go for the oven. Good to see we have some passionate players in this game today. Oven, bro. Um, you're right. It is the oven. It is the oven. Great work, Kush. Great work. Really, yeah. Really good input there, Kush. Uh, next one. Jurbeko. Is it? A clear and discreet speaker with a clear and powerful sound or power forward selected with the 39th overall pick in the NBA round of the 2009 draft by the Pistons, uh, who also punched NBA veteran Jamal McGloyer in the face during preseason to be suspended prior to his first game in the NBA. What was the pronunciation of that one, bro? Jurbeko. So, Jonas Jurbeko, is it, bro? It is. Is that how it's pronounced? Very well done. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Do you want to correct the man, Sen? What was the word roasted yesterday? Oh, I said a lot of words yesterday. No, it was one where I you said, how are you butchered the <laughs> pronunciation of something yesterday as well. That's that's every day for Ro. Yeah, no, I'm not. Do, you want to t- do we want to tell Ro how to correctly pronounce it, Sen? I think we should. Manny, what it's is it? Yurebko. Yurebko. And still after that, you got it. Bonus, you're right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, give us bonus points. <laughs> There's actually only three Swedish NBA players ever. So, I wasn't sure there was many, yeah. Yeah, there's not a whole lot. Next one, Marcotta. Is it A, clock, who is highly accurate at keeping time as it has a quartz movement with no disturbing ticking sounds, or six foot ten giant traded to the Milwaukee Bucks with an average uh, minutes per game of 5.7? I thought it was a type of cheese. Marcotta, yeah. Well, whatever Rick my Cotter, head. Sen. So, the, you said three, right? So, there's only two more Swedish players we could go through here. That we think mm. is legitimate. I'm thinking there's got to be one, surely. One more Swedish. I don't think Ro would do all three. I think he'd do two. So, of the last two answers, one of them is Ikea, one of them is a player. That's what I'm thinking here. Right. So, is it this one then? Makota. It's 50-50 either way for both questions. You've been playing a bit of NBA 2K20 recently, Kush. <laughs> Has this come across your your ventures on the game? <laughs> i got to be honest. I haven't come across the Swede player yet in 2K20. Um, I don't know. I don't know, boys. We'll say it's the we'll say it's the IKEA one. 
There you go, Ikea. Incorrect. It is <sighs> Damir Makada, six foot ten giant. <laughs> we got it, bro. He's tall. <laughs> All right, boys. Final, final item. All right. We lock in yeah. Ikea. It has oh, to yeah, be. let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, without even reading or hearing Ikea. the descriptions. We'll Done. say Ikea. Right. Give right. us the point. All in, pride of the flop, Solvinden. It is Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> it is not the underappreciated Cavs player who wants to be playing Big Z. <laughs> oh, we could have got that without fucking. Who's Big Z? Just out of interest. Ilgoskis, no? It is Ilgoskis. I was going to butcher that name as well. Well done. Well, well done. <laughs> what was the actual item, Ro? What's the description of the item? The Svolvinden is... Look, the description is, it helps you save energy and reduce your environmental impact because it is powered by solar panels that convert electricity into sun. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sunlight into electricity. <laughs> electricity into sun. <laughs> 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 and it was a battery. Oh, could use a Svolvinden. Hmm. All right, well done, boys. I think that puts you up 3-2, I believe. So, well played. Great work, fellas. So, last week, we put it to you guys to send in your stories and experiences of the weirdest and strangest people you've heard or met. So, thank you to everyone that sent them in. We've actually read through all of them and picked out the best ones to go over today on Dub in a Rare Unit. But before we get into those ones, I believe Sen has one for us today, mate. So, take it away. Yeah, I've got my own one that I saw out in the wild. Something we used to do on this segment where we used to provide our own content. Um, but um, Kush, I've got a question for you. Mm. How, do you know what WizFizz is? WizFizz? Yeah. No, enlighten me. Well, it's a thing that like eight-year-olds eat where it's basically like, <laughs> shh. It's like it comes in a little packet. Oh, sugar. yeah, the, sh- the sugary thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When was mm. the last time you saw one of those? Have you ever tried it actually? Yeah, no, I have. I think pr- primary school was like when it was mm. a craze, like kindergarten. It used to be like the cocaine of kindergarten. Like, yeah, exactly, get right. <laughs> Actually, that's a funny story. I, I had people in primary school. <laughs> no, no, no. Cocaine of kindergarten can't lead into a story, <laughs> right? It's not possible. Or, or was it, right? <laughs> no, no. As in, no I, you know, when you said cocaine of kindergarten, like primary school, there was kids at my school doing lines of whiz fizz. <laughs> as in... Through the mouth or nose? Through the nose. <laughs> oh, so they're actually the snorting. Straw. Dude, how do kids know that at that age? Yeah, I don't know. They see mum and dad do it. <laughs> see Uncle Uncle Frankie. Back to my story. So, <laughs> yeah. obviously, we haven't seen WizFizz since, you know, Kevin Rudd was prime minister. <laughs> well, uh, me and Migs and Ro uh, went out to golf the other night and... Um, we were hitting a bit of golf balls, and out of nowhere, one of the boys pulls out whiz fizz from his pocket. Just generates it out of nowhere. <laughs> just and not even whiz fizz. It's like the Aldi brand version of whiz fizz. <laughs> he just the rest of us are standing there. He just calmly pulls it out of his. It's just like a Houdini trick, just out of his hoodie. Just opens it up and starts like shoveling it into his mouth. <laughs> just no context. Just willy nilly, and just all of us stared at him. So, Ro, how do you want to defend yourself on this? <laughs> I'm just gonna say, that was yeah. rare behavior. <laughs> Some athletes take, you know, pregame snacks and whatnot to boost up their glycogen levels, their sugar hits. I use WizFizz in my item <laughs> choice. Wait, so was it actual WizFizz or was it like a discount? Like, yeah, was it, it was a discount home brand. <laughs> it just makes sherbet. it rarer. <laughs> it's called Fizzy Sherbet or something. 
I, I will say though, like uh, whiskey is maybe an underrated snack. I haven't had it for a long time. This is the first time I had it for a while. It was in my pocket, pulled it out, just decided to, yeah, you know, scoop it in, get that it's not lovely a snack, bro. It's tangy not a taste. Snack. There's no nutritional value whatsoever. It's just literally sh- like literally white wings cast of sugar. You're shoveling that down your mouth. That's all it is. <laughs> uh, do you have a packet still? Uh, I actually finished the last one uh, my, for my dessert after lunch today. <laughs> this is not rare, right? You're like a unique breed of humanity right now. That's what you are. <laughs> Work around. I can't defend it. All I'm going to say is definitely not the rarest story we have in store for you guys today. All right, we'll get into the first one then that got sent in from Adam through our Instagram. Um, And it goes, while camping with my family, I woke up my buddy as he had the bathroom key and I went to the bathroom. He followed me into the restroom, even though there was only one toilet. He then whipped out his wang. (laughs) I didn't didn't fucking proofread this, all right? He, He whipped out his you know what from last week. And started pissing into the shower. He then used a bar of soap to wash his hands with the shower. It was a strange experience. Mm. I should have proofread this. Why did you pause that he whipped out his? What else? Because he says he whipped out his song. I'm like, hold what on. What else was there? Kneecaps? Did he start singing? His, yeah. I think he meant schlong. Or dong. Is, I was thinking dong. Mm. Right, dong. He whipped out his dong then, fellas. Mm. I've got a question about this reg unit. Just opposed to the group. In, the, in your own showers... Do you have bars of soap or do you have bottles of soap? Bottles. Uh, I have both. Both, yeah. Both. Yeah. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> this, this isn't a must be nice, dude. <laughs> uh, I'm always, yeah. Uh, I think I've transitioned from the bar of soap back into the, the bottles. But I, I will always have a special place in my heart for the bar of soap. I'm, I'm a big fan of washing my hands in the shower. I don't know about just coming out in the campsite and just pissing in the shower. That's an interesting take. Yeah. Was but, there only one cubicle or something? Because then I think that's fair enough then. If like it was all being yeah, occupied, was, then you there go- There was only one toilet. Oh, well then fair. I, w- I would go piss on a tree, to be honest. I wouldn't you piss wouldn't on the You wouldn't wait for the guy to finish and then just yeah, do it at the designated spot soon? Mm, you know, if you got to go, you got to go. But yeah, definitely wouldn't go. That shower wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't go cubicle shower. It would go cubicle tree, then mm. shower for me. Have you heard of waffle stomping? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! You want to explain what it is, bro? Anyone ever tried it? Just no, be- no. <laughs> so it's when you take a dump in the shower and then stamp the feces down the drain, and then I assume like the imprint of the drain makes it look like a waffle. Oh. <laughs> so how was it, bro? <laughs> no, nah, I've never done it, but I I do want to kind of find someone. And, and if you have waffle stomp before, I do want to know what it feels like potentially. No or, shame. Yeah, the know. mentality behind Try once. the stomp. But I don't get it though. Like, if you're already in the shower, that means there's a there's surely there's a toilet next to you. Why can't you just go dump in the toilet and then go have a shower? I'm you always a big then. fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the dump shower. Sorry, Did you say you haven't done it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like going to the bathroom. Like for example, my morning routine is I'll wake up, take my 8 a.m. dump, and then I'll head into the shower afterwards to, you know, clean up. We're all looking good. Walk out there fresh and clean. Do you empty. wipe or do you just transition straight into the water? No, no, I do wipe, but the, the water gets rid of, you know, it's it's 100% now. Mm. Do you know what I mean? The courtesy wipe. I want um, one of those Japanese toilets where it's got like a, like the jet inside and it just wipes yeah, your asshole while you see. No, nah, but that's like manual. They're like the Japanese ones, they have like a, a nozzle within the 
the um, it's like the fountain of youth but for your ass <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is like it gets your asshole every time i think there's like an infrared sensor or, like a camera in the toilet itself and like it just it's like aimbot adjusts <laughs> It's like a thermal scope, essentially, from like Call of Duty, and it just like finds you. Can't do it then. Oh my and god! And it finds your asshole hundred percent of the time. It's amazing. Oh my god! Wow, that's a, yeah, that's that's a guarantee. I want. All right, we'll move. We'll move on to our second one, our last one for today, actually. Uh, and it goes. It's from Jack. He emailed us, fellas. I don't know how he found out email, but is this our first there. ever email? <laughs> Yeah, long I think one. It is long one. How did he actually find our email? I don't know where our email is, fellas. <laughs> okay, no play to it. All right, and he goes: evening, morning, or good afternoon, whatever time it is in Australia. Right here, don't hold up your whiz fist to the camera. Fizzy sherbet. <laughs> we don't need to see your fizzy sherbet, you rare unit. Sorry, go on. All right, we'll go on to Jack's story, and he he started off with: I'd like to take the chance to submit myself for a rare unit. So I can hopefully use the TikTok, YouTube, or podcast fame to gain sponsorship from Budweiser or plug my LinkedIn (laughs) for a grad scheme in mechanical engineering, which he says in no relation to the story. He just needs a job. (laughs) And at the bottom of the email, he has his LinkedIn link. All right. In these unprecedented times, you know, jobs are scarce. You got to do what you got to do. Fair play. So anyone there with a grad scheme in mechanical engineering, <laughs> let, let us know. We'll send Jack your way. Uh, anyway, on, on, to, uh, on to his story, fellas. And it goes, on a misty Easter's evening in the northeast of England, I arrived at a pre-drinks for a standard night out. But arriving late, I was subject to a forfeit or two and I had to down a pint. Normally not that bad. <laughs> Bish, bash, bosh, jobs are couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. What wasn't told to me or what was forgotten was people had been playing beer pong earlier with bottle caps, so the sharp metal ones that you have on um, the beer bottles, and the beer handed to me to down had one unseen in the bottom of the glass. My party trick is that I can open my gullet and down a drink relatively fast, and in the process of this, I swallowed the cap whole. Mm. After much debate as to whether this was safe or not and will just pass naturally without causing significant pain, a vote decided that going to the hospital was needed. So upon him entering the hospital and explaining to the nurse that he, that being a 23-year-old student, without being drunk, swallowed a bottle cap, many, many laughs from the staff, and he ended up with an x-ray that straight out looks, that looks straight out of a medical disasters textbook. So boys, he sent the photo. We'll ask if we can, uh, you know, share it to our listeners. We'll hit up Jack. We'll see if we can send that out. So anyways, long story short, surgery was needed to get it out, and I'm forever known as Bottle Cap Boy. And the overbearing disappointment of my parents has never been higher. So he adds at the end, after his story, what I would love is Budweiser to send me a replacement beer, as in the panic, I did not get to fully enjoy the beverage. So if we could help him out and get him a beverage he'll enjoy, he much appreciates it. And if they send him a replacement beer, he will get a tattoo of the cap on the right place of my chest to represent their brand. Cheers, Jack. A lot to unpack here, fellas. Wow. Where are we going to start? What a story, first of all. Thank you, Jack. Yeah, big thanks to Jack. I just want to say, other listeners, you, Jack has raised the bar. He sent in a picture of his X-ray. That is, that <laughs> is got commitment. his X-ray, his LinkedIn, an email. I feel like to top off this whole story would have been like just Jack saying, "In the end, I also waffle stomped out the the bottle cap." It's <laughs> <laughs> made a perfect ending. The X-ray looks like you've got the spinal cord and the bottle cap literally sitting on like you know C three, C four of the spine. Unreal. What? What? <laughs> you got to explain what you just said, bro. No, like 
have you not seen it? Like the spine is the spine has like sections of the anatomy, and it's like C one to C four, and then like etc. goes down. Did you just assume we know the inner workings of the spine anatomy? I don't know. I just thought you know that might be relevant. It doesn't matter. Look, right, anyway, well, leaving yeah. that. I've, I've obviously <laughs> sp- speaking to the wrong crowd. My anatomy friends would would know that. But anyways, moving on. I think Jack, my dear friend, like first of all, how fast is the? I want to know how fast he can skull the beer because, like, for it to be a party trick, I'm thinking he's got to skull you know a can or a pint or something like that in under like three seconds. Otherwise, you're just a bloke who just drinks his drink quickly. <laughs> I think what's happened is the, so you said they were playing beer pong, so they're probably like one of those red cups. And so they just gave him a drink in that, and there was a bottle cap in that. And so he just full straight downed it, and um, he swallowed the cap with it. Did he say he thought he could shit it out, <laughs> dude? Yeah, Jack, come oh, on, mate. He, he says he says pass naturally without causing significant pain. Yeah, you're not that thick, Jack. Come on. <laughs> you reckon he couldn't do it? No, you I can't. Shit. Yeah, because the thing hurt. is, like, it doesn't it break down all the food you eat, and then it comes down to shit. You can't break down a fucking metallic bottle cap. <laughs> No, it'll, it'll yeah. like the edges low key sharp as well. Cut them inside. Exactly. Yeah, true. Going down like those again, some more anatomy. Going down the intestines and whatnot might rip a couple of those. I think Jack. Like what I what I can see though, a um, couple of different things. I, I had a look at the Budweiser sponsorship that he's after, and Budweiser <laughs> are legitimately sponsoring people. So, oh, they actually know, are. They actually are. So you know, Jack honestly might have a good chance of becoming that. Um, yeah, the, the the person getting the sponsorship. Are we actually going to reach out to Budweiser for Jack? Are we going to be the bridge between... Surely we have to get something out of this as well. Boys, boys we barely have sponsorships. No, Why no, are we getting no, Jack but- a sponsorship? No, no, it's fair enough. But I think the... Also, I'm glad that he's with a good group of people that... Because um, obviously they went to a vote of whether he goes to hospital. And in hospital, he actually told the truth, which is surprising because a lot of those stories end up with, oh, I slipped on the bottle cap and fell and all that sort of stuff, you know? Honesty is the best policy, as they say. Surely this um this story is a good one to tell like in a job interview, Jack. I know you're struggling to find a job, but this would be a great story. Like, tell us the time you faced a challenge or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Alright, Jack. I've actually just brought in your LinkedIn. Speaking of jobs, um, mate. First of all, I think the profile picture to get a new job has to go. It just mm. looks like you've cropped mate, out it- your Facebook DP. This looks like a Tinder picture, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Uh, and moving down a bit, you know, I like the little, you've got a bio there, which is nice. But yeah, again, maybe before looking for a full-time job, look for an internship potentially, Sen, what do you reckon? I think the bio as well, it's got to change. It's, it's a bit too bland. Like we've seen your writing, Jack. You're a decent writer. I think you can do better with this bio. And yeah, I agree as well. Maybe look for an internship, an unpaid one, mm. even um, just any kind of experience to get a foot in the door. Mm, yeah, the number one thing on your resume sh- or your LinkedIn shouldn't be you're your a student at the university that you study at. Do you know what I mean? Like, congrats, bro. You study. <laughs> <laughs> that gives you, if you have a degree, that gives you a, an advantage over a whopping 10% of the workforce. Nice, mate. <laughs> but I think, oh, yeah, you know what? Right. If you uh, implement those, Jack, I reckon you'll be in good stead for the job that is to come. All righty, guys. Another great episode. Uh, review of the week from Mere Mortals. He says to us, if you're looking for a random smack talking, then go no further. These guys are up there in terms of the breadth, intricacy, and depravity of their minds. <laughs> so, um, I wonder what episode he listened to that to get like that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 67 we have out. 
Yeah. And it'll be he, all that. He listened to a How to Urinate in 2020, and that's that's what he thought. <laughs> so thank you for that, mere mortals. All right. So you can leave reviews like that on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also subscribe to us there uh, so you don't miss an episode. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok still, all at Critical Banter, where you can find additional content, as well as submit any questions or stories for us to discuss. The links for those, as well as our website, are in the description. And with that, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>